0: This is Chan Smith. I am uploading all of my old podcasts onto a new uh, podcast hosting service. All of the phone numbers and addresses will be different in these old podcasts. So just note that any email addresses, phone numbers, mailing addresses, and website URLs may be different. This is Revivalist Here Ministries by Chan Smith. Thank you for tuning in today. You are listening to Podcast 33, titled Only for a Time let's pray god i ask you to bless this podcast in the name of jesus i ask you that your are and your power follow me while i'm doing this podcast god i ask you god to bless me god and bless everybody that's listening to this podcast i ask you god that your anointing and your power fall i ask you god that you you'll save people and you'll set them free from the bondages and addictions that they're in from the fear that they're in god I ask you, God, to completely set them free from all the drug addiction, alcoholism, whatever problems that they're going through, pornography. Set them free, God, and uh, help them to never do it again, God. Completely free them from it and to help them to stay free, God. Get them to go into your word and study, God, and to pray every day and to worship you every day, God, so they can stay free from it, God, in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, that you put a hunger in them for you, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Last week, I did a podcast on the need to have godly friends and family and to purge the ones that are not. Sometimes, that's only for a time, though. Sometimes, when you purge somebody out of your life, it doesn't mean that they're going to stay out of your life forever. If they're ungodly, they put an undeed un, uh, do pressure on you to do things that you shouldn't do or that's making your spiritual walk really hard sometimes it might be just for a time until you grow in christ so you won't be a babe in christ so you can be mature in christ and you can really grow then sometimes you can uh have them come back in your life Paul spoke about grafting back in a vine branch that was cut off, even though that was talking about a person being the vine branch and Jesus being the vine, it also can pertain to relationships. Sometimes for a while we have to stop talking to them. But when God when he sees fit when it's god's timing we can again we need to make sure it's his timing though let's read that in the bible in romans 11:18 through 24 it says do not boast against branches do not boast against the branches but if you do boast remember that you Do not support the root, but the root supports you. Verse 19. You will say then, Branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Verse 20. Well said, because of unbelief they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. Verse 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches... He will not spare you either. Verse 22. Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God. On those who fell. Severity. But towards you goodness. If you continue in his goodness. Otherwise you will be cut off. Verse 23. And they also if they do not continue in unbelief, they will be grafted back in. For God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? That is very powerful. What really spoke to me about this topic was Joseph. His brothers were going to kill him and left him in a hole to die. He was eventually sold to an Egyptian as a slave. So for a time he had to stop talking to his family to be in God's will. However, it was just for a time. God brought them back to him. Now Joseph had to test them to see if they were honest or not. And he found out they were. You can read this in Genesis. The the whole story is in Genesis. So I'm not going to read all of it. But you can go into reading it in Genesis in your Bible. It's important to know someone's fruit. It says in the Bible, in Matthew seven sixteen, You will know them by their fruits. Men do not gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. That's very powerful. We need to know someone's fruit, and we, we need to see if they're fruitful before we let them back in to our lives. Or to get them out of our life. We need to see someone's fruits. Make sure you know they have changed. Before you let them completely back into your life by their fruits. What are the fruits? It's the fruits of the spirit. It goes into that in Galatians five, twenty-two through 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such, there is no law. There is no law against love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. At least for now, the way the world's changing, you never know. But we need to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. We need to know their fruits. We need to know if they're fruitful. Because you will know them by their fruits. You won't know them just the words. They can deceive you. You know them by their fruits and their actions. You have to put actions to your salvation experience. Has to be more than just words. You got to be doer of doer of the word, and not just hear only. That is very important. And when we have fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. And when we doer of the words and not just hearers only, people will see it, and you will see it in their life when they have the fruit of the spirit. And the doer of the word you were know. you will know it Even then oftentimes or sometimes God puts it up to you To witness to them to bring them back in bring them into God so they can see your life however You have to meet to be mature in Christ before You can really fight off the things that's coming out of them. So that's why sometimes we have to purge them out of our life. We need to uh, be spiritually mature before we can disciple people. That's why you go through ordination. But you don't have to be ordained, and I'm not saying that. But you need to study to show yourself approved. Why do you ask we do we need to purge ourselves from people? One reason that it may be for only for a time is your spiritual age in Christ. The Bible calls some babes in Christ, and they need milk and are not in the on the meat of the word yet let's read some verses on that can we let's go ahead and read that in first corinthians 3 1 through 3 i'm reading out the new king james all the verses i read from the read is in the new king james version in first corinthians 3 1 through 3 it says and i brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people But as to carnal, as to babes in Christ, I feed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. You are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and division among you, you are not carnal and and behaving like mere men. Let's read in First Peter 2, 1 through, through, 1 through 3. In 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted That the Lord is gracious. God blessed ungodly men. Men's home. And the Bible. Because of a godly man. Living there. That is another reason. That you might have to purge them. So God can get them. Get a hold of them. While you're close to them. The blessing of God on you. Will be on them to some extent. Sometimes for them to get saved, they might need to be brought down to the bottom to see the top. It's read that in the Bible, Matthew 10, 41. It says, He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Malachi 3, 3. It says, He will sit as a refiner... As a and a purifier of silver, he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may op- may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Sometimes they might had to go through the fire to be purified, to call on the name of the Lord. Like I said before, it doesn't have to be a long-term purging or pruning they can be grafted back in. So don't worry. Sometimes, in order to God get a hold of them, He can't really get a hold of them while you're close to them. And sometimes, if they go through something, who's going to be the first person they're going to call? Who's going to be the first person that get them out of it? Who's going to be the first person to spend their money on them to help them to get out of it? You. So what's going to hurt you when something has happened to them? It's going to pull you down. That's why, one reason why God can't really get a hold of them. He, some, they can't be tried through the fire. They can't be brought down to the low sometimes to get saved. And sometimes some people have to go through that. Like it says in the Bible, he who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. Like um, several times in the Bible, there were God blessed the whole house because that righteous man, was that prophet was living in that house. The people were sinners. Because that righteous man, that prophet was close to them, they was all Blessed. And that's a very important statute a promise in the Bible, and sometimes that's why you have to pull away from them, so God can get a hold of them. So sometimes we have to just let God do the work. We try to do God's work for them, for Him sometimes, and uh, sometimes we just need to let Him work. But that could be only for a time. And sometimes, he says, you can talk to them again. So you can minister to them again and uh, witness to them. But you can't really do that if you're just in the milk of the word. Which you should just stop. And I'm not saying that. You should go out and witness to people. But you can't really sit down and teach somebody if you need to be taught first. You're still in the milk. And you can't really do anything because you know a, a little baby can't teach a little baby how to uh, do something if you're a babe in christ that if you just got saved then you can't really teach somebody else if you're you know another babe in christ because you are you know so you can you want need to grow spiritually before you can really disciple them you need to be discipled first which you are you're always being discipled we're always learning something. I don't care who who you are and how much you've learned. There's still something to learn. We're always learning something in God. We will never know God uh, completely. We will always learn new facets of Him and walk in stronger anointing of Him. There's always room to grow and never stop Learning. Always strive to learn more of God and know Him more. Now, I'm not saying that you should stop, and and I'm not saying you can get to a certain point to where you're you know everything there is to know, because it's impossible on this earth. But when you are younger in Christ, you need to be taught before you can really disciple somebody else. Well, sometimes that's why you had to purge them because you're not spiritually ready to, uh, to, to really teach them. And if they're in a lot of bad things like drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, prostitution, or whatever it is, sometimes, this, well, all the time, if they're in that, then there's a lot of uh, spiritual warfare going on around that person. There's a lot of demonic activity. In their home, there's a lot of demonic activity. And spiritually, you're not able to fend that off completely because you're a babe in Christ. But when you become more mature in Christ, you will be able to understand spiritual warfare more. And you will understand spiritual warfare more. And you know what's going on. And you will be able to more fend yourself off from that. And it says in the Bible, if your eye defend, you pluck it out. It doesn't mean to pluck your eye out, but that means, like, you know, if there's things that what you can do to help you to stop doing, to, to not fall into sin, you need to try to do that. Like, if you uh, have a drug problem, if you still have uh, friends around you that are doing drugs and they're doing drugs even when you're around them, you're not doing drugs. But they're doing that around you. Well, first of all, they're not real friends because they know that you want to get off of it. They shouldn't be doing it around you. That's number one. They should respect you. Number two, that temptation for you to get back into that is going to be overwhelming to you. I've already said that in the last podcast, but I'm going to retalk about it a little bit so you can get in to really understand it and know what's going on. So, while I'm going into that, Again, it's because it's an overwhelming uh, spiritual demonic power coming against you attacking you through them. It's not oftentimes they're not doing that intentionally, but that's happening that's happening. and uh, that's why sometimes you had to back away from them. Well a lot of times you had to back away from them, your friends or your or whoever. Because of that, because it's going to hinder you, it's going to, you know, it's going to offend you to pluck it out. So you purging that, and that's not doesn't mean forever. But That just means that you're not spiritually ready to fend that off, and you need to grow in yourself. And that doesn't mean it's going to be forever. And sometimes it might be, but you just need to know, see their fruit first of all, know that they're really genuinely want to be, before you let them back in, they know that you know that they're genuinely sincere. That you would know that they're sincere and they have genuine sincerity that they really want to try to be a better person through Jesus. So you can disciple them, teach them, show them by your works and your actions how much you've grown in Christ and and you're spiritually mature enough to fight off the demonic attacks against them, and you can just say, No, devil, leave them alone in the name of Jesus. No, devil, leave me alone. I am not the same person I used to be. I've been off of this for months or years. You're not going to pull me back into that devil. Leave me alone and leave them alone. And if the devil tries to tempt you, You'll, you'll, will you will be spiritually mature enough to know that, no, I'm not going to do that. I made it this long. I'm not going to get back into it. And I'm not saying to go back and talk to them. And I'm not saying that. Either. So don't think I am. But you have to know God's will and his will for your life. And if you should bring them back in your life, you have to know the fruits, their fruits and how their actions. And you have to be able to be spiritually mature enough before you let them back into your life because you might fall again into that because they're going to be doing that if they're not saved yet and completely free from that. They're going to be still doing that. And you're going to see that and you're going to be tempted by that and you have a chance to fall back into that. So you have to be spiritually mature and just really strong in the Lord before you can even if they're doing something that you've never done before and you still sometimes you have to purge them from your life because there's still spiritual attacks coming from them and they can be belligerent mean to you and say hateful things and that's going to hinder you that's going to pull you down sometime so even if you you're not prone to drugs alcohol or whatever pornography and that's what they're doing you're even if you're not prone to that you still might sometimes have to purge them from you because of the attacks that come from them and it's horrible they can say the meanest things to you they'll be, try to get you to stop going to church and they'll try to lie to you and say you're worse now than you was before look how mean you are and stuff that's a lie from the devil they're feeling conviction. That's why they think you're being mean, because they're convicted. But sometimes it will put such a heavy burden on you, because they get so mean to you, you might even think, well, no, right, I need to get out of church. Or, you know, they might affect the church that you're going to, because you're going to a real, full gospel church. A Pentecostal church that believes the whole Bible and doesn't water it down. You you go to a good church like that. And the devil doesn't like that. And so he might speak through that person and say, I cannot believe that you're going to a church like that. Why are you going to a church like that? They are a false prophet or they speak wrong things they're horrible why are you going to church like that they believe in a prophecy and they believe in the baptism of the holy spirit that's wrong why are you going to that they might say that to you but so that's why sometimes you have to pull your way pull yourself away from them because it's going to really put a burden on you they're going to keep telling you that eventually if you keep hearing them and don't just back away from them you going to go to a different church that doesn't believe in everything in the Bible, that only believes parts of it. That's another sermon about people needing to believe the whole Bible instead of pick and choose what they want to believe because they, what don't. it's not politically correct or it bothers some people or it's too um, whatever, go against the stream. And so they don't believe it, all the Bible. And that's another sermon. We need to believe the whole Bible, not water it down. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for now. Every single person in the New Testament that got saved, got baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it's for back then, it's for now. Joel said, in the last days, I shall pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. That's what Peter preached right after the baptism of The Holy Spirit fell right after the Holy Spirit fell and he got all got baptized. He preached that. So how much more is God going to pour his spirit out now? Because we are more in the end times than they were. And the Holy Spirit hasn't died. He he hasn't went. he's, He's part of the Godhead, the Trinity. So He's not. the Holy Spirit hasn't went anywhere. He's still here. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for now. But that's on another sermon. I went into that. But let's get back on the topic. Sometimes it's very important that you pull away from them because they're going to pull you down and they're going to be like these other people and not believe in all that. And then they're going to get you not to believe and they're going to hinder your walk with Christ. And you're not spiritually mature enough to fight it off and to tell them, I'm sorry, you're going to have to live with it. Yeah, this, is the way, this is the church I'm going to and... If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. And uh, we're not spiritually mature enough sometimes to be that way, so we have to wait, you know, grow in Christ before we can fend off that. So before we know what to say, and how to say it, and how to minister to them, and uh, and to be steadfast and steadfast in our faith, and be doers of the word and not just hearers only. So that's why sometimes I wanted to do this podcast to complete the other one. Well, God told me to do it. He wanted me to let you all know that's listening to this. When you've heard somebody, it's not forever sometimes. Sometimes it's only for a time. It might several different reasons, and I went into it. But, you know, it's not to be forever. Like if you're dating somebody... And if you are doing a lot of things and you just felt like, I can't get up, you want to break away from it, and you just can't deal with it, and they're doing drugs or whatever, and they're into so much stuff, and you're getting your life right, and you're in church, and you just want to go full forward in the ministry and learn from God and really read the Bible and really get close to God, but they're holding you back. It just, you know, it says, do not be unequally yoked. So that unequally yoked relationship is. It's really it's a friction because you want to go for God and everyone's going to do, do drugs. So that's why you had to pull away from them. Sometimes it's for only for a time so you can be completely mature enough to fight that out. And I'm not saying just get completely back in the relationship, whatever kind of relationship it was like it was before. You got to start in really slowly in God's timing. Be really careful with it. Be really slowly with Don't just go do stuff with them all the time and hang around them like you did before. Be be real, uh, have wisdom. Ask God for res- wisdom. Be really careful. Know the timing that God wants, the, the speed of the relationship that God wants. Be really slow. Be scriptural about it. Don't fall into things that you shouldn't do. It's really important. So that's why you have to be spiritually mature. So you will know what to do. You can fight it off. And if you're in a uh, dating relationship, you need so you can be more spiritually mature, so they're not saved, they don't understand why you don't do this stuff. And uh, sometimes you're going to fall into that temptation. So that's why you have to purge yourself away from them, And uh, when you get mature spiritually mature and in Christ then you'll be able to fight it off more and you know really a lot easy and it'd be easier because you're spiritually mature and you know about spiritual warfare and you know how to deal with it. then you know you can do it really slowly but still you got to be careful Says, so be anxious for nothing but through, with everything the prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. So be really careful and just pray. Pray all the time about it and be do what God tells you to do. And just be scriptural. Go with God, His timing and how He wants things done. He will talk to you. He will tell you. You might not know God's voice now if you're really, really young, a babe in Christ, but you will. You will begin to like a little a baby really can't understand what his dad what their dad is saying they can't understand it because they're a new they're baby babies they can't understand what their dad is saying dad's talking to them they're smiling because they know they love dad he's going to protect them. he's been there for him he holds them. you know sometimes you feed them. not dads don't do that so much now you know change their diapers even though dads don't do that much now you know he's there for them and he cares for them and they feel protected and protection because he has he's a, the father so you know they really can't when they're young they don't know what he's saying but they love their dad they know he's going to protect them and he teaches them slowly takes a slow time to teach them so obviously they're young they can't walk so obviously, you know, they had to limit their contact with things when they're young. When they get older, they're more mature, and they can hear. The older they get, and the more mature they get, the more they understand their dad. Eventually, they can talk back to him and not just hear him. So that's like with us, you know, when spiritually, when you're newborn, you might not be able to hear God completely. And understand completely what he's saying because you're new in him but you know god is there for. he's protecting you and he loves you he's feeding you in his word he's touching you he's manifested uh, manifesting himself to you he holds you and he protects you and over time you will be able to hear god's voice more and more and you will be able to understand it more and you'll be able to have a good communication with him because the more mature you are the more you have grown when you get stronger, then you can be able to do more things spiritually. And you can have, be able to hang around more people because you spiritually, you're, you know, and they said when you're younger, don't, don't don't, talk to these people and watch out what you do. You know, your dad is there for you. He's protecting you. And he's not doing that to be mean to you. He's doing that to protect you. That's what God is. God's not doing that to be mean to you. He's doing that for your protection so you don't fall. So you can grow in Him, and when the more mature you are, the more you will hear His voice and know His voice. You will hear His voice with clarity. Then when He speaks to you, call this person, call Him, and don't be stubborn. Don't be like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to them anymore. I don't want to witness." Don't pawn it off on somebody else if God tells you to witness to that person that used to be in your life. Don't pawn it off on another minister and say, oh, why don't you call them? And well, chances are they'll call them and they, the minister will call them and they won't answer. Why? God told you to. He wants you to. Even though you say you've forgiven them and stuff, he might, he keep telling you to call them and tell them that he loves them. You know, God keeps telling you to call them and he loves them, but you don't. And God said, I told you to, I thought you, uh, what's going on? I didn't think you was holding anything against them. And you say, I'm not. Well, how come you're not calling them in? I'm telling you call them and tell them that I love them. How come you're not calling them? If you don't hold anything against them, why are you not doing what I tell you to do? Evidently, you haven't completely forgave them. That's what, you know, then you you call them, then they'll answer. But then God says, I've told you, you're going to reach them. So we need to know and hear God's voice and do it. Because sometimes we can reach them, but we have to wait until we get mature enough to be able to do that. But God, he knows when you're mature enough, when you can fight it off. You know, sometimes, you know, they might get angry because you don't pick them up and do what they want to do. Or be, you know, just jump when they want because you, you know, you by that time you'll be in the ministry and you'll be in church more and you'll be involved in it. And you won't do the things you used to do. You will not go party or whatever. You will not hang around the same people, and they they will get aggravated at that. But you are spiritually mature, and it won't bother you that they get aggravated. So you know what's going on. You will know it's spiritual warfare, and it's not really them; it's the devil. And you will know what's going on. You will know how to deal with it. And that's very important. And then, and that's a good way that you'll be able to reach them that way. And you'll be able to reach them more effectively. Because you know what's going on. Because you won't deal with them as just them, their flesh. You would know that it's a spiritual battle going on for their soul. And you would know how to wage that war effectively. Put on your armor, God. When you wage a war physically... When a country wages a war against another country, they have a battle plan. And they listen to the commander. Well, our commander, our leader, Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the Son of God. He's our leader. We will be coming back with him when he's riding a white horse. And When we are going through a war, a spiritual war, he will tell us what to do. He will give us a battle plan. And when we are dealing with somebody, it's a spiritual warfare going on for their soul. So when we listen to Jesus, he guides us, guides our footsteps. When we know his voice, said, the sheep shall know his voice. The true sheep, when when you get really founded in him, you will hear his voice and know it. You will know how to deal with it. You when they, Before they call, you will know what it's going to be about. You know what's going to go on, so you know how to deal with it. Before it even happens, you will pray about it. And when they call, you will, you will already know what to say. So there won't even be any arguments. There won't be, even if they try to, you will know how to combat that argument because you know what's going to go on. He's already Jesus has already told you. He knows everything before it happens so you never you will know what to say to them and how to deal with it and it's, it's very important you still might go through conflicts and stuff because that, it's that's the devil he don't want to let them go but when you know what uh Jesus voice is what you and know, what he's saying you will you will be able to more effectively deal with it we all have free will so they might you know he wants everybody to get saved it might be time God has to break their will. Sometimes that's when you get away from them, that's what has to happen. Because your covering is over them. So God really can break their will because the covering that he's placed on you is extended over them. So sometimes you have to pull back, like I've already read the verses about that. Sometimes you have to pull back away from them so uh, he can break their will. And When he tells you to come back and talk to him again, you listen to him. Like I said, and he will tell you what to do. and You know, know what to say before they call. You know, when, you, when they call, you will know what it's going to be about, and you will know what to say. That's very important. I went in a long podcast this time, but I thought it was really important. So we know some people out there might going through a lot of problems. Now I know that, and it's very, you know, I think it would be very important to, to have this message to be out there for people to hear. And it's very, we need to know. How to act with people, you know, when we are saved and they are not. We walk in a good path and they walk in kind of a shaky path. they doing a lot of things they shouldn't, be around people that they shouldn't be around. Even Even though you're not doing something, you being around them, if they get in trouble, you can get in trouble. And there's a lot of issues there. So we need to know God's timing. And God tells you to go, he'll take care of you. But if he doesn't tell you to go, then you need to watch out. Sometimes we need to, we need to back away from them for a time, but it's not forever. Sometimes. Sometimes it may be. Sometimes it's not. You need to know what God's saying to you and about them. And, so, and you can be a more effective witness to them. Uh, live uh, a fruitful life. When you're spiritually mature and you live a fruitful life, they will see it on you and they will see how much you've changed. And when you really, you can really do spiritual warfare, you can really make a dent in the, into the spiritual warfare battle that's going on around them. And you can really win them to God. But it's very important to know God's will and to be in it. That will be a good podcast for another time. And if, But if you're out there, if you're not saved, you're going through a hard time, and you got some addictions that you can't get free from, you're addicted to drugs, alcoholism, pornography, prostitution, sexual immorality, whatever it is, and you want to get free from it, but it's, it has a hold of you. It has a, a yoke around you and it's leading you around and you don't even have you feel like you don't have control of your life at all and you're bound to this stuff. you want to get free. Jesus can break and completely destroy that yoke that's upon you. You can get completely set free of that drug addiction, alcoholism, pornography, prostitution, sexual immorality, whatever it is you can get completely set free in an instant. I'm not saying you might not go through withdrawals, but you you maybe will. You, you might not. God can completely even free you from that. But he can completely set you free from that completely in an instant. And he's the only one can do that. Jesus is the only one that can do that. He will set you free if you call upon him. Call on his name. Repent and ask Him into your heart. He will completely free you from that and fill you full of his joy and his love. You might be so afraid now, and you're so afraid to do anything. There's a fear on you. But when you get saved, he will fill you full of his love and all that fear will be gone. That perfect love casts away all fear. And he can completely set you free from it. Everything that's bothering you. If you feel lonely. He can free you from that. He can put you on a better path, a fruitful path, a path full of joy and peace. So if you want that, say this prayer after me right now. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to uh, live inside of me and completely free me from everything that that has Put a bondage over me and a yoke on me. Break that yoke completely that's on me in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I ask you to wash me in your blood. I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. I confess that you died on a cross for me. I repent of all of my sins that I have committed. Just start uh, repenting of the sins. Just name them out loud. I give you just a little bit to do that. Now I can repeat after me again. I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. I ask you to free me from the sins that I've repented of and to help me to never do them again. Wash it away. Wash me with your blood. Write me on the in the book of life. I want to be heaven bound and completely free me from all of the addictions and everything that bounds me up and help me to never do it again. Give me strength. Give me boldness in the name of Jesus. And I thank you. I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations. You are now heaven bound. We are now brothers and sisters. It's the best miracle of all. It's when somebody gets saved. So your Savior received the best gift and best miracle of all is salvation. You, you are now a completely new person. He's completely, completely set you free from everything. He's filled you full of His love. Just receive His love and joy and peace, and uh, it's walking Him. And it's amazing feeling. You're now. I know you just feel so amazing amazing right now that you feel wonderful. You feel so light. And I'm really, I'm, I'm ecstatic that you you said that prayer and you're now saved. You're heaven bound. Call somebody up. It's important that you confess it. Call somebody up. If you, your parents are, if they're still alive and they go to church, call them up and say, "I know they've been praying for you. Call them and say, Mom and Dad, I just got saved. I just listened to Revivalist Here Ministries podcast, and I got saved.'" And it'll be so happy if not, if, if they don't go to church, call a relative or a friend that goes to church or uh, go to church and go up to the pastor and say, I got saved. I've listened to this podcast and I got saved. And he, he will, it will be a, amazing. He will be so ecstatic. And everybody would just be happy that go to church They would be so happy for you. And it would just be um, be there for you and to help you and pull you along. And it'd be amazing. You need to go to a good, solid church that believes the whole Bible. Go to a full, good, full gospel church. Be part of it. Join the church. And, and do the things that you can for the church and go to meetings that you can. And be part of it and learn and grow and have a pastor. Call him your pastor or call her your pastor. And then be under them and uh, so they can help guide you. And it's very important. It's a must. And I'm glad to have the opportunity to do this podcast. And I thank God that you listened to this and you got something out of it. And everybody that got saved, I, I thank God for that. It's amazing. And rem- my the web address is revivalishere.org. That's www.revivalishere.org. That's the web address. It has more podcasts on that. And it has a link for the sinner's prayer. So if you want to lead somebody else Christ, you can print that out and have them pray that with you. I thank God for the opportunity to do this podcast. And it's just such a blessing and an honor to do this. Until next time, this is Revival Is Here Ministries by Chan Smith. My web address is www.revivalishere.org. My email address is chan.revivalishere.org. Send me your prayer requests and testimonies. If you got saved, send me an email. Say, I got saved listen to your podcast. I'd love to hear it. And I will try to help you as much as I can. And you can email me with questions you have. And I will try to answer them if I can't. And um, I will lead you to uh, give me your address, and I'll try to find you a church in your area that you can go to, But you need to find a church anyway, and go to church. And this copyrighted 2012 Revival is here, Ministries, by Chan Smith. Thank you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.